0: Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath Podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is entitled, What Is It? We're Still in Exodus. The people of Israel walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. Then God killed the Egyptian army when they tried to cross. From there, Moses led the people into the wilderness toward Mount Sinai. They traveled for three days without finding water. They finally came to a pool, but it was undrinkable. The people complained and said, What are we going to drink? The Lord said to Moses, Cut down that small tree and throw it into the water. Moses threw the tree into the water, and instantly the water was drinkable. God said, If you obey me and follow my commandments, you won't be sick like the Egyptians. I am the Lord who heals you. From there, the Israelites went and camped at a place that had twelve springs. They stayed there a little over a month, and then left and headed toward Mount Sinai. As they traveled, they started complaining. We should have died in Egypt. Yes, we were slaves, but at least we had plenty of food to eat. Every night we had a pot of meat and all the bread we wanted. Here we have nothing. The Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for the people. But I'll use this to see if they'll follow my instructions. Moses said to the people, You're not complaining against me and Aaron. You're complaining against the Lord. Still, he's heard you. Tonight you'll have meat, and in the morning you'll have bread. That evening a flock of quail came and landed in the camp. This provided meat for the people to eat. In the morning they saw that the ground was covered with heavy dew. When it evaporated... There was something on the ground that looked like frost. The people went and looked at it. They said, what is it? They tasted it, and it was like a light wafer sweetened with honey. Moses said, God will provide this bread from heaven six days out of each week. For the first five days, you are to gather only enough for one day. On the sixth day, you may gather enough for two days. In this way, you'll have food to eat on the Sabbath. It won't appear on the Sabbath. Some of the people disobeyed God's instructions and gathered more than one day's worth. The next morning it stunk and was full of maggots. This didn't happen when they gathered more on the sixth day. It was still good to eat on the Sabbath. Some of the people went out to gather bread on the Sabbath, but found that there was none. The people called the bread manna, which means, what is it? God provided manna for them for the entire 40 years they were in the wilderness. I'd like to talk about the manna that is highlighted in this story. Not long after the Jewish people had escaped Egypt and, of course, crossed the Red Sea, they ran out of food that they had brought with them. They began to grumble, recalling the tasty meals that they had enjoyed when they were slaves. It, it is notable how, how quickly people, even back then, forgot about their blessings. I mean, their, their stomachs, their hunger and discomfort blinded them of the reality that they were now free. (laughs) So, But anyway, God told Moses that he would rain down bread from heaven for the people. That evening, quail came and covered the camp. The people killed the birds and ate their meat. And The next morning, when the dew evaporated, a white substance covered the ground. The Bible describes this manna as a fine, flaky substance, white like coriander seed and tasting like wafers made with honey. Actually sounds pretty good. Moses instructed the people to gather an Omer, or I believe that was about two quarts worth for each person each day. When some of the people tried to save extra, it became wormy and spoiled. Manna appeared for six days in a row. On Fridays, the Hebrews were to gather a double portion because it did not appear on the next day, which was the Sabbath. And yet the portion they saved for the Sabbath did not spoil. After the people gathered the manna, they made it into flour by grinding it with hand mills or crushing it with mortars. Then they boiled the manna in pots and made it into flat cakes. These cakes tasted like pastries baked with olive oil. That's the reference from actually Numbers 11.8. We're not there yet. Skeptics have tried to explain manna as a natural substance, such as a resin left behind by insects or a product of the tamarisk tree. However, the tamarisk substance appears only in June and July and does not spoil overnight. God told Moses to save a jar of manna so future generations could see how the Lord provided for his people in the desert. Aaron filled a jar with an omer of manna and put it in the Ark of the Covenant, in front of the tablets of the Ten Commandments. Exodus says the Jews ate manna every day for 40 years. We talked about that in the story. Miraculously, when Joshua and the people came to the border of Canaan and ate the food of the promised land, the heavenly manna stopped the next day and was never seen again. We're sort of getting ahead in the Bible, but that's notable. I mean, the manna stopped. In one form or another, bread is a recurring symbol of life in the Bible because it was the staple food of ancient times. Ground manna could be baked into bread. It was also called the bread of heaven. And more than a thousand years later, some say that Jesus repeated this miracle of the manna in the feeding of the 5,000. That's one explanation of how that miracle happened. The crowd followed him with, uh, in the wilderness, and he multiplied a few loaves of bread into it so that everyone had eaten their fill. That is a logical theory as to how that miracle was accomplished by the Lord. Some scholars believe that Jesus' phrase quote, "give us this day our daily bread" end quote, in the Lord's prayer is a reference to manna, meaning that we are to trust God to supply our physical needs one day at a time as the Jews did in the desert. Christ frequently referred to himself as bread, the true bread from heaven which is John 6:32, the bread of God John 6:33, the bread of life John 6:35 and 48 and uh, john 6:51 reads i am the living bread that came down from heaven if anyone eats of this bread he will live forever this bread is my flesh which i will give for the life of the world today most christian churches celebrate a communion service or lord's supper in which the participants eat some form of bread as jesus commanded his followers to do at the last supper in matthew 26:26 26, 26. the final mention of manna occurs in revelation 2:17 Quote, to him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna, end quote. One interpretation of this verse is that Christ supplies spiritual nourishment, quote, hidden manna, as we wander through the wilderness of this world. That's a bit of a historical read. The importance that I'd like to point out here is the depending on God, relying on God one day at a time. Uh, Let's face it, we have no clue what will happen tomorrow. We have no clue what will happen today. Even we are totally dependent on the grace of God for our existence. I'm saying this more as a encouraging comment for followers of Christ. For those of you that are listening, that are that want to learn uh, about the gospel and sharing the gospel, uh, be encouraged. Uh, you're not alone. You're not doing this alone. You're not living life alone. When you're when you are indwelled with the Holy Spirit. You have God with you 24-7, and when we are obedient to the Great Commission and we are witnessing to our lost neighbors, brothers, sisters, family, friends, etc., we're not alone when we do this, and we, we need to and we benefit by leaning on the Lord and relying on God. Uh, we're not doing this ourselves. It's the Lord using us to, to witness and to share the gospel. I find that to be reassuring the birds in the field uh, that that reference that uh, the birds don't never have a plan but they always seem to have food god provides for them it's a concept that we can take to heart we don't have to take care of everything god will take care of us if you haven't already i encourage you to heed the lord's call Turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program, and please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath, and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now, so ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.